Hey guys, this is Jay Nice, and if you hear my voice, then it is time to open your heart and mind to receive the word. I pray that whatever you are dealing with gets easier as I share with you what was placed on my heart. Lord, I ask that you use me and grant our listeners serenity. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I'm so honored to have you here listening today. I appreciate you and your time. And I hope that this message today reveals something to you and and allows you to get closer to God. I apologize if I offend you. That is not my intention. I just ask that you open your heart to seeing things and understanding things from a different perspective. Now, I'm not saying that I'm always right because Lord knows that I'm not perfect. So, um, take what, what matters to you. Take what stands out to you and leave what don't. Like, we do in every other situation. Um, I would like to discuss today the essence of a team and how we decide whose team we play, we are playing for. Now, before you pick a team, everyone would be concerned with their stats, right? And before you pick a team, it's something it's something that you like about the team that that makes you want to pick the, that team, right? So the two teams will be discussing today is God's God and Jesus versus the devil it seems that that's an easy choice right but it's really not because sometimes people blur the lines so today I'm going to try to give us clarity on how the way we live decides whose side we are on so let's talk about the equipment the equipment that Jesus and God provides for us or and the equipment that the devil has. Um, so, of course, Jesus and God provide healing, salvation, forgiveness, joy, peace, eternal life, etc. And while the devil, he, he, he has silver, gold, you know, money, nice clothes, um... And he, the one of the important things is, I wrote, he holds grudges. Um, so yeah, whatever that means to you. a research study conducted in 2017 by Pew Research Center that says only 20% of Americans who were surveyed mentioned spirituality and faith when asked what is meaningful to them. But guess what they mentioned before that? Yep, money, careers, and family. Now it's not bad for these things to have meaning. 
However, it is bad that we place them before God. The hard truth is that we can't die with any of those things, no matter how much we we wish we could. After reading Mark 35, I learned that trying to be your own savior will fail you, but if we give our lives to God and do his will, then we will ultimately save ourselves, save our life. Verse 36 goes on to say we can have everything in this world but lose our soul and forfeit our place in the kingdom. Now, you may have a different view of this scripture, and that's fine because we all have our own interpretations of things that we read. But this did spark up the question, are you living your best life if you aren't living according to God's word? First Corinthians 3, it speaks about the foundations of living. I would like you to go to First Corinthians 3 with me. We're going to... look at this. Um, I'm using this as an example of how our how we live can determine whose side we own. I'm giving you a minute to get there. So I'm going to just pull out some key points. So it says, worldly people, I'm I'm reading in the um, Amplified version because I like how it, it explains, it like give you definitions and meanings of the words within the scripture, but it always put like brackets around what they inserted, you know, what their interpretation of the word means. So that's how we can know the difference. Um, So what stood out to me in this scripture was the fact that they said worldly people are people. (laughs) Excuse me, y'all. I know I have a little, little accent slash pronunciation problem, but we're going to let God get the glory. Um... So, worldly people are dominated by human nature. Um, And that's when we are considered infants in Christ, right? Because we we still allow things to, you know, take us off, get under our skin, and and make us revert back to that flesh of doing things. Um, But it says, once we become spiritually mature then we we can't no longer just drink the milk no more um but it says when when you are infants i feed you with milk not solid food for you were not able to receive it even now you are still not ready you are still worldly controlled by ordinary impulses the sinful capacity for as long as there is jealousy and strife and discord among you you are not spiritual 
and you are not walking like ordinary men, untinged by faith. For when one of you says, I am, and another says, "You, I am a disciple of Apollos, are you not providing yourselves unchanged, just ordinary people? What then is Apollos, and what is Paul, just servants through whom you believe in Christ, even as the Lord appointed to each his task? I planted Apollos water, but God all the while was causing the growth. <laughs> so neither is the one who plants, nor the one who waters anything, but only God who causes the growth. He who plants and he who waters are in the importance and esteem, working toward the same purpose. But each will receive his own reward according to his labor. For we are God's fellow workers, his servants working together. You are God's cultivated field, his garden, his vineyard, God's building. Mm. So this now, just reading this, it just, it makes me think about how the way we live, that can either determine if we are for God or against God. Because, I mean, let's be honest. If the way you live isn't a representation of Christ, then who are you representing? Just a little food for thought. Um, It's going to take me to my next topic. We are, well, if you're on God's team, then you're considered God's ambassador. We must represent him well. Now, I'm going to share another short story about a time I was in college and applied to be a student ambassador. Um, I went to my, my interview and now I was, I was well qualified but I went to my interview and the guy, he, 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 he asked me, what are you going to do with your hair? Like if I'm representing the, the student. And now mind you, I went to an HBCU, a black college. I am a black woman with black hair, curly hair, you know, and I, I wear twist outs, right? I had a twist out. Now, mind you, this was when I first started wearing my hair, like embracing my natural hair too. So I was a little, um, I wasn't all the way like confident. Not saying that I wasn't like, I didn't feel pretty or anything, but what he said to me, I didn't, I didn't, I, I felt offended and it made me not want to, want to serve with them, you know, because I'm like, why like it just it, it ba- I was baffled I'm still baffled actually but I didn't realize those words stuck stuck with me until I went to Northwestern University for the summer program one year and I straightened my hair but it was this girl there who was doing her dissertation on black women hair in the workplace and how it can be uh perceived right so she asked me, um, we were just, we was talking over lunch one day 
And she asked me, why did I straighten my hair? Because I had told her that I was I was natural. And she asked me, why did I straighten my hair? And then I told her the story and she was like, wow. So that, what he said, those words really stuck in your subconscious. And I was like, dang, yeah, I, I never thought about it like that. So I was going to a new place and subconsciously I decided to straighten my hair because I wanted, I guess I wanted to fit into that space, you know, I didn't want to stand out. I didn't want to, to be looked at as beneath because I had curly hair, you know, but, but that's the good thing about being in Christ. If we are living according to God's word, we're going to look like him. Ain't nobody going to question us, you know, um, but that that brings me to like we ha- that's why we have to be careful about what we say to people because our tongues are considered as fire, right? Like in James 3 it talks about how your tongue you can either bless people with your tongue or curse people with your tongue. So we can we can This is it man James 3 is a really good chapter, too, because it it talks about, like, joy in the midst of trials, um, asking God for good things, God being the giver of all good things. It warns against anger. Um, It tells you to become hearers and doers of the word. Um, Chapter 2, verse 5 talks about the poor inherit the kingdom <laughs> which is which is good news for us um keeping the whole law being merciful to receive mercy hmm that make you think right uh being known by our fr- fruits oh that that makes me think about galatians 5 when it talks about the fruit of the spirit I I spoke about this before. Um, we have to we have to let our our fruit speak for us. But yeah, so you remember when when we were young and they used to say when you was crying about somebody making fun of you or something like that, and your parent or guardian was like, or somebody in your life have it have it has anybody ever told you sticks and stones may break your bones, but words could never hurt you so and I used to tell my nieces this all the time when they used to be crying and arguing about somebody saying something bad about them I'm like sticks you know that's what people that's what my granny told me so I that's what I was telling my nieces and nephews but then I realized my niece actually helped me to realize that words do hurt and and all this time, you know, we are taught to have thick skin. So we never really, I never really understood and was able to grasp that concept that words do hurt. I mean, maybe on a surface level, but whew, when we say bad words to people, when we curse people out, yeah. It might hurt they feel it, but ultimately it get down in their spirit and it breaks you down. It breaks you down and it 
it's really just it can it can just have long lasting effects. So that's why and I honestly that could be an example of how we if we letting the devil use us or not or God because in Ephesians four twenty nine, let's go to Ephesians four twenty nine. Because I want us to see this. And I'm sorry, y'all. I know I be talking about one thing and then it just spark up something. But, you know, I'm trying to be obedient. So bear with me. <laughs> Ephesians 4.29 says, Now, I'm going to read from which version? Mm. Trying to decide which verse I should read from. You know what? Ooh, I'm going to do New King James Version. It says, Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. But what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. Mm. So we know that now we know that when we curse people out and, and say, you know, not so nice things to them, that that's not allowing God to use you. That that means at in that moment, you on the devil's side because of your actions. You 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 actively you plan, you plan his side. You you doing his will. Um so we know that choosing God will result in victory, which is better than winning a championship because trophies can rust. And God tell us, don't store up treasure here on earth where moth and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal. That's in Mark chapter 6, verse 19. Now think about, think about the contrast. Can anyone steal the victory of God provide, the victory that God provides us, which is your peace, joy, healing, salvation, etc.? I don't think so. No. We give it away. And we take what they give us or what they make us feel in return, which is anger and a host of other negative emotions. But the good news is we don't have to stand for that. We don't have to just accept what people give us. Because God gave us power and dominion over everything here on earth, including the power to put our foot on Satan's neck. The problem is, we're too busy putting our foot and feet on others' necks. Like the girl on Instagram or the boy on Twitter or the whoever. We're too busy competing with each other when we, we, missed, we missed the mark, you know? I am tired of us coming for each other it's not our place to judge but 
if we see our fellow teammate, which is our brothers and sisters in Christ going astray, we must reach out to them and and give them a hand and try to lift them out of the darkness, right? And ultimately, you know, we can't do it, but Jesus can. Jesus is the one who redeems us. Jesus is the one who can pull us out of that dark place. But if we decide to be on God's team and, and, and allow God to use us, then we in that like we can do it with a soft word when gentle enough to turn away wrath we have to use our resources that God provided us and get into the word yes I'm talking to myself too because we can all do better by setting goals for instance the Bible app has bomb plan reading plans Some are short, but some are long. So pick the one that's best for you. But in those, in those, in those times, like in the time where we read and having our quiet time with God, I'm I'm so so serious. He'll reveal things to you. Like once you once you get into the Word and, and and allow the Holy Spirit to fill you up. It's just, it's so different. Like, it's so different. Like, you ain't going to be one for anything because in God, we have everything. When we on God's team, he can give us strength to press forward, to not give in to temptation, to the in, interfere. Remember, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. But he didn't say it wouldn't form. So be mindful of that before getting mad with God about weapons forming in your life. Honestly, your attitude could be the reason it was able to prosper against you because of the negative thoughts and fear. When you are filled with the Holy Spirit, you will be able, you will be able to discern and realize in those moments that God did not give us a spirit of fear, but instead he gives us a spirit of power love and self-control therefore when you fear you are allowing the devil to use you now you can take this as literal as you want to you can find that scripture in second timothy one and seven So I would like for you to think about this as a compare and contrast activity like we used to do in elementary school. So we can ultimately decide what team would we like to choose? What team would we like to play for? Um, You know, we know that the devil and the enemy, he would never reveal his stats to us because, but instead he'll blind us with, the nice jerseys, the nice shoes, the nice hotel rooms, whatever whatever you get for being on his team, you know how the how the coaches do. They come to you, they show you all this nice stuff, you know, they they do whatever they can to get you on their team. They and and nowadays it's 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 all of the worldly things, you know, like 
everything that entices us, you know? Um, so how do you know if we are on God's team or the devil team? So first, we know that we are on God's team if we sacrifice our wants for his needs. And if that's true, then we have truly chosen God and allow him to use us instead of the devil. What does this look like in everyday life? Hmm, I'm glad you asked. I'm going to tell you about a time a couple of weeks ago um, when my husband and I was driving on the interstate. We were in the left fast lane when this truck tried to get it in front of us while we were in his blind spot. Now, my husband honked his horn, but the truck continued to get over. Like, it was crazy because, you know, usually when you honk your horn at somebody, they'll stop. But this guy, he kept coming over at us. And literally, it was nowhere we could go because it was the wall on the side of us, you know. And it was close, too. So my husband just had to hit on the brakes. Now, me, I got a little road rage. I ain't, I ain't gonna lie. I I got, immediately, I got irritated, upset, annoyed. Good thing I was in the passenger seat, though, because Josh just hit on his brakes and, and slowed down and let the person get over. And then the person, like, flip, flipped us off, y'all. He flipped us off. That really, that really grinded my gears. Like, I was, I was, I was, ooh. I, just, I felt like I wanted to throw something at their car. But you know what Josh did? He started praying for them. Started praying that God will cover them, let them get to their destination safely with no accidents or mishaps. I looked at him, and in that moment, my anger subsided. All I could do was just laugh at myself. Because I was like, wow, that that was so profound. Because I went from wanting to throw something at their car, wanting to to curse them out. You know how and then like, you know, uh after after the guy had flipped flipped us off and stuff, he got back over in the right lane and left like space for us to go up and get in front of him, right? Now, we don't know if we would have went up and got on the side. You know how, like, usually when somebody cuts you off, you get on the side of them, you start cursing them out, you know, whatever you do in that moment. But it could have went so left, y'all. It could have, it could have, what if, now, what if we would have got on the side of him? Now, I know I watched too much Criminal Mass because this was popping to my mind. Remember that time uh, the man, the lady cut the man off on the interstate and, he um he like pulled up on the side of her and like shot her, like killed this lady for cutting him off. So, you know, at that time I wasn't thinking about the bad stuff that could have happened. I was just thinking like, oh, he just wronged me, so I wanna get back, I wanna get back, I wanna get up with him, you know? But it's like sometimes we gotta let God fight our battles for us. We have to pick and choose our battles because all of that anger and whatever was going to come out of me. I'm just happy that it didn't. I'm happy that my husband was there to to show to to be a good example 
of how to handle that situation, you know, because man, that was, that was awesome. Like, I mean, in the moment I was like, what, what you doing? Like he letting you go. Like, (laughs) but Josh did not get up on the side of him. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of like people would say, you know, like when, when we was younger, people would call you scary if you didn't stand up to the, whoever was bothering you or whoever wronged you. Right. But now I consider that wisdom. I consider that being just allowing God to use you instead of the devil in those moments where people pee us off, man, because shoot. And and it's so funny because I work with the kids at my church and I, and when they do things like we talk, we talk about this and I ask them like, who you going to let use you, God or the devil? And in that moment, I probably would have been letting the de- on the devil's side on that one because, you know, it's it's hard to, it's challenging to to let go when when people hurt you, but ultimately we have to because. If we want to be on the devil, I mean, if we want to be on God's side, then that means we have to lead with love, right? We have, we have, to, we have to to utilize the equipment that He gave us. We have to be forgiving. We have to, we have to, we man, it's it's, it's we have to to look like Him, right? We gotta, we gotta, we gotta look like God. We have to exude Christ in all that we do. So. This is not no, like Josh said in his um, sermon from Wednesday, he was saying, like, this is not a, a passive thing. We have to be active in what we do. So that let me know, like, it's about our actions that prove what side we really own. And we got to be careful because, like I said, in those moments, we can just snap and go with our our first go with the first mind but that's not always the best mind you know that first response that first action is is not always the best one so if we claim to be on God's team then we must love our teammates and you know what our teammates in this scenario would be our brothers and sisters in Christ, right? Well, not in this scenario because our teammate in this scenario would would even be the opposition, the person who not even on our side, right? It'll be loving the enemy, loving our neighbors. And that to me was was it wasn't hard to swallow because, you know, through Christ I can do all things, but it was just, it was a good moment for me to sit back and reflect. Um, The type of love, I mean, is not like letting people walk over you, but it's, it's respecting them, not being quick to dismiss people if they disagree with us. We have to learn to stand our ground and not fall victim to the enemy plan to, to steal 
our peace of mind and our joy, man. Um, it's the unnamed woman in the Bible who who had been caught in adultery and dragged out in to the public street Jesus showed and cared for her telling her that he did not condemn her Jesus doesn't condemn you either in Romans 8 and 1 when you ask Jesus for forgiveness then your slate is clean as simple as that you can live guilt free because Jesus took that guilt away from you on the cross this is, however, this is not a free pass to keep on sinning. Jesus also said to the woman, go and sin no more. By the power of the Holy Spirit, you too can be obedient to God's word. He will show you just what you need. I say this to, to contrast that once again, Jesus and God character versus the devil so we all know that if we do something wrong the enemy like to make us feel guilty condemnation and just be sad down depressed you know make us want to commit suicide like it's a lot of people who out here with all of these mental health, a lot of mental health problems and just issues because they don't know God and they don't know Jesus. Like, it's, it's, it's really sad because if, if you knew the love of God, you would know that you don't have to suffer alone because God got your back so what would you want to be under would you want to serve under a coach who was hard down on you bring up all of your mistakes every time you're trying to move forward and do right or would you want to serve under somebody who forgives you and 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 encourages you and motivates you to do better and not that's the type of leader that I would want to serve under but ultimately it's your choice that's why God gave us free will to choose we God even though the other team sucks you still have that option to choose even though you never know you like in reality it can be hard to choose a team because you you got to put you got to you have to step out on faith right it's it's about what you think what 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 you know about the team that's why i wanted to to talk today about just the difference of in leadership you know and just the, the, the qualities and the characteristics of each team. So I wanted to put it in a sports term 
because we understand sports. We understand picking the side, you know? So, yeah, ultimately, it's up to you to decide and We cannot serve both God and money, according to Mark 6 and 24. We know that God is everlasting. His word was here before us, and it will be here after us. So with that being said, choose wisely. You know how some teams have a winning record, like 5-0, and 10-0? But despite how good their record may seem, Jesus is everything, you know. He has never lost a battle. So if the enemy seems to be winning in your life, you can choose Jesus as your team captain. And celebrate knowing the enemy can never defeat you and your captain. We all know that Satan came to steal, kill, and destroy, right? But he also deceives us, right? So I've been hearing a lot of and seeing a lot of people say, oh, well, I'm going to just stop being nice, you know, so that I won't get taken advantage of or or used or... Um, uh, um, what, what's it called? What they be saying? It's like this meme that people be reposting all the time about about how they gonna stop being nice. But that's the thing. That's what the enemy wants you to do. The enemy wants you to be mean, rude to people, and just be secluded and, and, and antisocial, you know? So that he can use you and get up in your mind and make you think that you all alone and make you think that you ain't got no friends and make you think that you are losing. He want us to feel like we losing because if if we know the real power that we have as Christians and as Christ, followers of Christ, period, you, ain't, you don't even have to, to, a lot of the times people get stuck on the term Christians because, you know, uh, certain things that people who call themselves Christians do, you know, like they are hypocrites and uh, uh, some more stuff, but that's beside the point. The point is the enemy wants you to choose anger. The enemy wants you to choose sorrow. The enemy wants you to be stuck in your feelings all the time so that you aren't happy so that you aren't like we giving it up we giving him our joy our peace it's like we just laying it down you know but we laying down the wrong things we're supposed to be laying down our attitude we're supposed to be laying down the things that we want to do for the things that God need us to do so 
and and that's the thing like we take so much stuff personal that we're gonna end up missing the mark you know like uh, like the the devil okay so God is omnipresent right but the devil is not so he has to use people to do his his job right do what he came here to do so I had an instance where somebody, well, everybody have instances where people in your family and friend group, you feel like they betray you, they they did something wrong to you, you know, but a lot of the times, it's probably the devil using them, you know, like, we, nobody is perfect, but once you know better, you do better, so I just want us to, to understand how the, the, the enemy will try to deceive us to think that we doing the right thing, like, just, just, no, it's just pride, and pride is the reason why Satan failed anyway, and uh, I just don't want us to get caught up in his, his, his plan, man, to take as many people to hell with him as possible, he enlarging hell every day, so that's why it's important for us to just understand, do your own research, like, don't just take my word for it. Figure out. Well, yeah. Go. This is to just open your mind to see. But now it's up to you to do the work and, and figure out what this means to you. What side do you on? You know? A lot of people say that men play both sides, but. I'm speaking from, like, in relationships, but I'm saying, like, sometimes we pl- play both sides without even understanding and knowing, too. Um, as I said, no, we're not perfect, but we must strive to do better. And 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 if we want to be on God's winning team, then we have to we have to sacrifice ourselves, unfortunately. And I know that sounds harsh, but... Um, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can email us or me specifically, Jay Nice. But all of us have access, all of the hosts here on this podcast has access to the email. But the email address is eqlovesjesus at gmail.com. So, and if you just want to share with us one of your stories or testimonies, then we would love to hear that too. We thank you and we appreciate you listening. Love you guys and have a great day. Thank you for listening. Put your faith over fear and remember, you got this. Jay Nice loves you to life. Until next time.